Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here with uh, one of our builders in the Point Siena, Florida area. This is a market that we've started delving into um, recently. You've probably seen the properties all over the site. Uh, Zach has known him for years. This is the first time we're getting the privilege to actually do business with him. So, Brock, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Adam, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us, just start off a little bit about kind of your background in construction? Yeah, so... um, I'll start. I know I maybe look look a little young for the numbers I tell. So I'm I'm 29. I'll be 30 next next month. <laughs> uh, kind of started off. I was a kind of a failure in, in high school a little bit because I just didn't. My energy wasn't there. My mind wasn't there. And we were in the middle of this big foreclosure, uh, the big foreclosure scare, the Great Recession, or whatever people call it now. Um, and I had a little lawn mowing business and my clients were actually the banks that had all these vacant properties. So it kind of piqued my interest to kind of see what was, what was going on there. Um, and my father was a, a builder always growing up. So he always had me on a construction site. It's just at the time, if you remember, there was no building going on just cause you know, everything was at the bottom and no, no demand or anything. So started um, COVID levels. Yeah. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. Worse than COVID levels. And so um, we started, I started getting some properties at the foreclosure auctions back then, and they were kind of loose with how many properties were going to sale. So there weren't, there weren't really any, you know, okay, you got to pay cash at the, at the auction. You could kind of sweet talk the auctioneers and, and let them hold your bid for 24, 48 hours and then hustle and find a, a wholesale investor buyer um, that would buy the property for, and this was in Memphis. So we were, my first house I bought was for $7,000. So uh, <laughs> I was, you know, we were flipping these little houses for, you know, if we get it for seven, we'll try to get nine off of it in, in 24 hours. So just kind of doing that. And as the, the capital built up, capital built up, I mean, I felt rich when I had 30 grand. So then decided to do like a, you know, $20,000 house that needed a $10,000 rehab. And um, obviously my father being in construction all that time, I had some knowledge, but didn't know the full process. So would call him for advice, you know, phone a, phone a friend or however, like who wants to be a millionaire. So every time there was, a, there was an issue, I would just try to call him and, and feed off of his background and knowledge and, you know, things, piled up, snowballed, and you know, a couple years later, ended up partnering up with some other people. Prices came back, uh, and as the prices came back, we got more active in, in the rehabs um, until the prices came back enough to where new construction made, a, made, a, uh, you know, made some sense on paper. Um, this was back in 2014. Um, so at that time, I had linked up with some hedge fund buyers that were buying some of the wholesale properties and tried to sell them on the, the build to rent deal and actually was a like a publicly traded or still is a publicly traded company, American Homes for Rent back then. And we sold them their first three um, build to rent deals in, in 2014 in, in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, 
I kind of, I put the whole deal together and then I told my dad, like, look, I know, I, I know that I know how to do some rehabs here, but building a house is a whole different animal. So don't pay me anything on a commission. Let me just come over there and I'm going to be your, you know, your little work, work or worker bee and, you know, point, point your finger. Let me, let me learn and figure out how to build. So um, those first three, um, my dad has always been like, sense of urgency, sense of urgency. So that's those first three got built and I mean, something crazy. Nobody would believe it. Like, you know, 35, 40 days. And we, um, this is, that's kind of where my speed or the whole speed game on our side of the company comes from is, is just from my father's foot up my, my, my rear end. Uh, and Anyways, after that, I was able to, to show some investors the properties and tell them, okay, look, we built these, we can do this for you guys. And it just kind of snowballed. So um, hundreds of builds later in Memphis, and I had always had enough of Memphis because uh, if you're born there, you kind of feel like you're stuck there uh, and knew that I had to get out of there um, and loved Florida. So tried to set sights on on Florida, um, which we ultimately did. There were some speed bumps along that, that process, um, but it's turned out to be a great decision um, and feels like we couldn't be in a hotter state, um, not temperature wise either, just, you know, real estate market in general. And it was, you know, out of all 50 states, it was a hell of a hell of a choice to come here when we did. Yeah, absolutely. sounds like it. And I mean, just looking at the markets there, it's been pretty incredible. So you touched on something I wanted to touch on because, you know, we've been doing builds in Florida for a while. People are used to like the Southwest Florida timeline where, you know, permitting is taking, you know, six, seven, maybe even eight months to get done. And then, you know, you got to, once you finish that, you've got the build and it takes a little while. One of the things that I've heard comments on from people whenever I've talked to them about your properties is there's actually no way that these things are going to be done in 120 days, right? And my response is, well, based on uh, the timeline that I've been told he can deliver and what Zach's seen him deliver, he can deliver it in those timelines. So tell us, how are you able to streamline the process to actually make that time frame work? Because yeah. the reason I'm asking is a lot of people, you know, they might be thinking about doing a 1031 exchange with something like this, and they might be terrified and saying, that's just an unrealistic number. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't blame them with just the nature and the general, you know, of, of contracting and, and um, building homes is normally not a quick process. And everybody who asks or doesn't believe it or whatever, it's, it's uh, you know, it gets exhausting to hear, but at the same time, it's, it's fun to prove everybody wrong, uh, especially everybody new. So even though Zach and I have worked or, you know, known each other for a little bit and um, we've, I've done some deals with some other, you know, some other clients of you guys in the past, before we were ever doing anything together and they can, they, you know, they go to bat for me when it comes to this stuff and everybody seems like a repeat client. So what does, what makes us be able to go fast really is so back on my first little topic, my father's foot up my, my butt. Okay. It always feels like that even now um, that it's, that it's not in there uh, never. And he doesn't try to do it anymore. Cause it's kind of, I feel like a robot and everybody, you know, we just, everything's got to be done now. Uh, and the more that you expand, it becomes a lot harder to do that. Even if you have great people on the team. So what, what makes it 
be able to roll quickly is to have everything systematized, organized, and just as streamlined as possible. So like, even when it comes down to like McDonald's on their hamburgers, for example, every, everything that they were doing at the beginning, they were trying to shave off five seconds here, shave five seconds here, do this here and make everything, you know what you're going to get at the end and you know how quick you're going to get it. And, you know, so I know that this is a lot more complicated than, than making a hamburger. Um, but at the same, same time, it, there's so much, there's so much that can go wrong when building a house. And if you don't have uh, everything that goes wrong, just creates a delay. Um, and there's a difference between being a project manager as well, because 99% of the project managers are doing a drive by. So they'll, they'll drive by. Okay. It looks like this was done. They don't get out of the truck and they go on to the next one. Um, and 95% of the time it's not done. I mean, there's something missing in there and you're going to, it's going to cause you to either fail an inspection, um, have a budget overrun, um, you know, just have to call a crew back out there to fix something that wasn't right just because you didn't want to get out and, and make sure that it was right while they were there or, or whatever the case may be. And now, now that doesn't always happen, but as long as our project managers share that same, that same sense of responsibility and, and feeling that they need to check and, and trust, but verify, uh, that's a good old quote. And really, as long as we have a roadmap, which we do, I mean, everything has a checklist. So whether it be the permitting, um, so the permitting, I know that Southwest Florida does take a lot longer and we are building some stuff in Northport right now. I know it's not, it's not advertised or on the market, but if you were to go down there and, and talk to the builders, you know, before we started, they would tell you, okay, this, this place is hell. Um, it's going to take you six months to get a permit, yada, yada. But I think that a big key is to make sure you're going to always mess up on the first time you do something when it's this complex is documenting the mess ups, making sure that they're fixed in the, the, the final checklist. So there's always a roadmap and a game plan that has consistent results um, for the, the team to follow. Um, with that being said, our permitting time over there, everybody says, Oh, four to six months. Um, we've gotten it down to, and if we didn't have any hangups, which we still have a few, we've gotten that down to 30 days and less, um, which just shows, just kind of shows that it can be done, you know, anywhere. That's how it feels to us, which we're excited about. Um, and I know it's not like what we're at in central Florida and it's probably, it probably has to do the same thing with the building department here. They're probably just a lot more organized with checklists on how they can process permits in a lot quicker manner. Um, but even past the permitting stage, I mean, you've got, you've got over 50 inspections close to 50 inspections, um, depending on the area to get a, a build from, you know, rough end plumbing to final CO. And each one of those, you have a, a tremendous opportunity to fail an inspection. And when that does happen, I mean, you're talking, you know, two days to get the guy back out there to fix the issue. Then you got to check it. Then you got to recall it and wait on the inspector to come back. And next thing you know, one small minor thing has cost you an entire week. And it's cost you, you know, 12, 1500 bucks as a builder, um, which then makes you want to come back to the investors and say, hey, we have a price escalation or <laughs> whatever happens, you know. Um, and, you know, we just we try to limit all of that. And I'm really excited to get some of these first this first batch uh, 
completed with you guys because I'm sure every buyer and investor um, that is participating would love to do a testimonial because they maybe didn't believe it all the way at the at the beginning either. <laughs> it's going to be fun to you know prove it together. So, yeah, excellent. So one of the things, um, another thing we need to touch on, obviously, is Point Siena itself. I mean, we we know it's kind of close to Orlando. But, you know, that's not the big thing. Tell us a little bit about the area in and of itself, kind of where in the, the city you're building, because I think I recall the conversation we had, there are nine villages in, yes. in the area. So tell us a little bit about the area itself and then um, some about like who, who our tenants are actually going to be. Okay. So, so Point Siena itself um, is, a, is a PUD. Okay. It's like a big community. Um, and the cool thing about it is if you pull up not 50% of the addresses, you pull them up on Google Maps, it's going to pull up as Kissimmee, Florida, which I, I really like that because it feels like a uh, feels like a brand name of a city. Like who doesn't know where Kissimmee's at? Um, now, with, you know, with that being said, some people, even some vacationers may mistake it as, um, you know, you can hear the fireworks from Disney World in the backyard, which is. It's just simply not the case, um, but it's more of it's more of the workforce area. So all of our all the employees, a lot of the, the workforce um, middle class area is is living in the Point Siena community. Um, it shares two counties, Polk County and Osceola County. Um, Polk County is a more established county here in Florida because it's had some cities here for a longer time, longer time, like Lakeland, Winter Haven, um, Auburndale. And with those being there, um, there was there's still high growth. But so I'm just not trying to take away from Polk County when I explain a little about Osceola, because half a point seen as an Osceola as well, which Osceola was not as established. I'd say the biggest city in Osceola always has been Kissimmee and St. Cloud, which St. Cloud has recently started to blow up. So just leading into that to kind of say Osceola County, I think it was number three. Um, the last number three, the last two years, as far as biggest booming County in the entire country. Um, and when that's happening, I mean, it is crazy. We started building Point Siena in 2019, the beginning of 2019. And you, it would take you, you know, you could, th there was no traffic on the road. Okay. You could drive around, uh, not have to wait at a stop sign and pop from one job to the next and be there very quickly. And we're still everything. I mean, the proximity hasn't changed, but the amount of people on the road is insane. I think we're over 60,000 people living in Point Siena community alone. Um, and me personally, we own we own uh, close to 100 properties here in Point Siena that are already in our portfolio as, as real real estate investments and, and rental properties. Uh, so I've got a very nice base and kind of idea of who our tenant is. Um, so we've got tenants that are, cause we're, we're right in the middle of Tampa and Orlando, uh, a little bit closer to the Orlando side, but there's still people, we still have tenants that, that do commute. Um, and we've got Polk County as like, think of it as like the distribution hub cause we're, we're pretty central to the whole state. So they can shoot, you know, 18 wheelers or, <clears throat> or anything to, you know, whether it be Tampa or to Miami or Orlando or Jacksonville or anywhere, because it's very central. So you see a lot of 
warehousing and um, like whether it be manufacturing jobs, warehouse distribution, um, Amazon, I think their largest plant in all of Florida, they just got, they just got it built. It's, they're still under construction on a large portion of it. Um, the Lakeland airport, which is very close to here, um, also here in Polk County, they, Amazon like bought or re or leased, I forgot, I don't know, I think they bought it, a big part of the hub or uh, terminal at the airport. So now like that's their hangar and, and airport at Lakeland Airport itself. So um, on top of those, those employers, I mean, we've got, you've got Frito-Lays, you've got Gatorade, you've got, you know, Tropicana, Florida's natural because there's a whole lot of citrus, citrus country in Polk County as well. Um, and so that's, that's sort of the employment side. Um, and also in Polk County, uh, I know you didn't ask this, but we've got, so my office right here that I'm at, we are right next to like a lot of other national builders. We just don't offer the same product. Like they, they've got, we, we don't have a come on, come on in sign out front where they come on in. It's just strictly our office. Um, but we are next to DR Horton over here, Miranda Homes, um, LGI, Holiday Builders, and some other people like that, just to give a sense of, you know, kind of what's going on over here and that, you know, we're not the only builders in the area um, here in Point Siena. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your builds. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about kind of the floor plan you have right now, the builds, a little bit of the build specs. We don't need to go too hardcore into it, but kind of how are you building these homes and making them as, you know, tenant proof as possible? Yeah. So um, like I said, we, our, our first mindset is to, to keep our houses. So we don't want anything that we design for one of you guys as clients or for any client is going to be the same exact specs and, and finishes on the inside, just in case something were to happen. And we say, okay, we're going to keep that property or we earmark it as a keeper or whatever. That way there's no surprises because we want our houses to be as tenant resilient as possible. Um, low cost on the move outs and the turnovers. Um, and with that being said, there's a way to do this and still have it look very sexy. Cause I know that our, our homes look, there's, there's no doubt about it. They look way better than anything you'll find on the market over here, retail wise, especially rental wise. It's, it's impossible to find anything like this for rent. Um, we, I'm a young guy, as you see, and I'm, I like to, to keep up with the latest, you know, trends or style. Um, so I like, I'm more of a modern fan myself and I kind of just see what prices, like what, what do people want to pay more for? So we do have a lot of people that move in from Miami, for example, and in Miami, it's, it's full on modern. If you're modern, then you're getting more money. Um, and it's same in Orlando and Tampa. So we want to look more modern. Um, that's why if you see our house designs, We've got the like a you know modern pitch on the roof. All of our front doors, which are eight foot tall front doors, have uh, a five like like glass in there to keep it keep it you know with the same line. Uh, everything on the inside, I'm like I'm like a freak or a weirdo when it comes to this. Like I, I've got to see square finishes. Like so, all my the baseboards and door casings, um, one by six baseboards one by four around the doors um, and then around the window, the window aprons. Um, then they match all the, the handle sets. So all the, the door hardware on the inside, we use these, the lever knobs with square uh, just to keep everything very consistent. And when, when you get that, you get 
you, you just have a, a better sense of and feel of quality um, when you walk in the home. And I get a lot of investors that come and ask, why are you putting so much in? Uh, can you just, can you take some out and we can maybe lower prices, but the realistic thing, I mean, reality is on my end, I do not want to sacrifice any quality or finishes um, to make up for the cost that, you know, that it makes to put them in place. I feel like over in a hot rental market, you're going to get a little bit more on your rent than you are on the other finishes compared to another, another property. Um, but I think, I think in the other, in, in bad markets uh, or in recessions or any, any kind of thing that's not your average rental market, I believe that the nicer finishes will always hold up better with a lower vacancy rate um, with higher price on the rent and more quality, better quality tenants. And then not only better quality, but longer lasting tenants. So they want to stay longer. Um, and, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of helps out across the board. Um, all of our flooring is tile. So there's no carpet in any bedrooms uh, in any room. Um, every, <clears throat> every bedroom has a 52 inch ceiling fan. Uh, here's, there's one right there. Okay. This little office is a bedroom here. Uh, living rooms have a little upgraded 52 inch ceiling fan, um, with a remote. Then we've got all two inch blinds. Every shower, um, every shower has tile surrounds instead of the fiberglass, which helps the look and, uh, feel, makes the quality feel better. Every piece of countertop is a white quartz, which, you know, maybe costs a little bit more than granite, but at the same time, quartz is the most durable stone out there. It's a man-made product. You can't, I mean, you could use it as a cutting board and, and it won't scratch. I haven't tried that, but that's what they told me. Uh, you can pour red wine on it. It won't stain it. Uh, so it's, and not on, on top of that, it looks, it looks killer. Um, so that's, I mean, that's where the trends are going. Um, let's see what else can I take. The, the, the cabinets are all solid wood. They, they have soft closed doors and drawers. Um, and the fact that they're solid wood makes them last a hell of a lot longer. If you've got any experience with holding rental properties for an extended period of time and you've got particle board cabinets in there, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, cause they'll have to be replaced. And when you replace cabinets, you got to take off your tops. You got to have a plumber come in. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff besides just replacing the cabinets. Um, all of our lighting inside is LED. So we advertise that on the rentals too, because maybe a new house might be an extra hundred dollars a month on a rental property. But if the, if the tenants and the customers understand that the utility bills should be, you know, lower with all LED um, with better insulation with foamed, you know, cracks on the, on the bottom. I mean, all these things help out. Um, so, that's a little bit about our quality and finishes. If I left anything out, just please <laughs> tell me. No, that, that's, that's good. That's what I was looking for. And okay. you mentioned um, hot rental market, and this is something that, you know, I, I know of because, you know, I've seen other markets that are great for um, investors where it has happened. But you were telling me on a call, um, I think it was last week maybe, that seven. you said roughly 75% of your builds are tenanted before closing? Yeah. That, that's, yeah <laughs> talk last, a little bit about the rental demand. Right. Okay. So I'll, 
I'll give I'll credit that to the rental demand. And also I'm going to take a little credit for, for our little process. So as soon as we, cause you know, there's, there's still material shortages a little bit and don't let me say that by making an excuse to, to prolong the bill. Cause it's not, but once you get to drywall right now in this market, there are no other holdups as far as materials. So as soon as we have drywall on our schedule, then we can predict a very reliable move-in date. Um, so we start marketing the property for lease. Um, with that being said, combination of that with the hot rental market, yeah, 75% of these things are going um, to be pre-leased um, as of today. I mean, you know, anything could change tomorrow. But I've got true data that backs that up with us keeping our keeping our own rental properties in house. And yeah, we had we've had twelve. I think that was over the last forty five or sixty days that we kept in this area. And seven of them, or seven or eight of them, were pre leased um, before we had a CO. Uh, and you know, I don't want to raise any expectations any any higher than they maybe are already, but. Three of those people, and we don't take we don't take bad, we're we're very stringent on our qualifications for a tenant and applicants. Uh, three of those people actually wrote checks for the entire lease up front, um, which I've I've never seen that happen unless it was like a low credit person that you know had cash and couldn't find a place to live, and this was just not the case. I mean, it just it just shows that just speaks to the the demand. I mean it. I'm not in the market for a rental as, a, as an applicant or a tenant, but if, if you're in the market like that, and we're talking over 700 credit score on one of these, like over 740, it was crazy. So that, that and uh, there must be a shortage of these properties or at least a shortage of, of uh, stuff that's available right now. And they, um, they were opening the checkbook up. So yeah, pretty crazy. I got to, you know, put over, Sixty, seventy thousand dollars worth of rental income from three people in in a in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that uh, that's pretty enticing. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't no, so. Don't expect that, people. Don't expect that. But uh, if it does happen, you can cry all the way to the bank whenever yep, you're. Please, please don't expect that. I'm just telling you the truth. And because if you do expect that, then you're gonna come back on me and, and yell at me. And <laughs> just telling you my real experiences. If you want to see proof of it, I've got the proof of it. But just you know. <laughs> expectations are one thing and facts are another. Yeah. So let's talk about another expectation of a lot of people in today's building world. And that is um, price. A lot of people have seen price escalations and escalation clauses have become a big talking point because, you know, pre COVID they weren't really being done because, you know, you know, commodity prices weren't fluctuating that wildly. Um, now a lot of people have had, you know, escalation clause hit on them, you know, 20, 30, maybe even 60 grand on it. Um, talk a little bit about y'all's stance on your builds and your escalation clauses. Yeah. So um, as far as we go, escalation clause, everything, everything is got to go run back to my system. I don't want to sign a contract, make a deal with you um, and then have to come back to the table and say, Oh, need some more money. Uh, because yeah, you're dealing with escalation clauses. The other builders are, but at the same time with the market conditions, you got to be able to see out into the future just a, just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so we are actually not going to be doing any 
escalation clauses. Everything that we've got is very systematized where, yeah, I could have something run over a little bit, but if it runs over, it was my due diligence on the front end. So we do our due diligence. We make sure how much it costs to build the house. And the fact that we build the same plans over and over helps us a lot, Make you know, kind of see what the costs are, uh, be able to average out a, a certain line item because yeah, you'll have, even if it's the same model, you're going to have that same line item have, you know, five different costs or five different numbers on how much that line costs on five different projects. So, um, but we, we, are not going to be doing any price escalations. We've we've got our numbers set in stone, and the fact that we build them so quickly is it is kind of hard for the market to adjust that much during the build time. So, uh, you know, I might I mean, if we got price increases, you know, this week, then I might I might email you and and uh, and Zach, and I might say, hey, we got prices increases. We need to up these these uh, new deals up another three grand. But but we don't have the I don't have the, the manpower to even go through the price escalations. I mean, it feels like I would want an attorney, a, a team of attorneys just to back up the data or whatever the hell it might be. I, I don't even know how the builders would do it um, and and get away with it. But, you know, I see I see the clause <laughs> in the contract, um, but we're not we're not here to do that. So just playing back to the system, you know, budget, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to see the pricing on these, not going to say it now because who knows what it'll be whenever you're listening to this. Maybe it's six, eight, 12 months from now and the prices might be different. So just head over to Rent to Retirement and you can see the uh, the current builds that are going on in the area and their, their pricing. Um, Brock, is there anything we've left out today that you think is important for people to know either about your builds or about uh, the market itself? Uh, you know, I don't, not, nothing off the top of my head. I, I would just say that in a market like this, You've got. I've talked to. I talked to everybody that I know, um, older and and all real estate investors, and I asked them, "What do you do when 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 something starts feeling a little off?" It's, oh, it's an opportunity. It's time to get more. So you know, I'm I'm playing the same game as the investors, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. We're keeping a tremendous amount of these properties, and the only reason we sell them is to feed the addiction that I have to get more of them on our own portfolio. Um, so anyways, anybody like that invests and, and, uh, decides to, to choose us to, to build your investment property, uh, just know that we're holding hands together, um, through the whole thing. Even after the build is over, um, we're in the same neighborhood, um, watching rent prices together and collecting, you know, rental income together for as many years as you guys hold them. Um, I know that I don't ever plan on selling them. So, Anyways, I'm excited to, to have some other people join us besides some some hedge funds. So, <laughs> and um, I will say one thing: I'm not going. We said we weren't going to talk about the price, but right now, because of the way these are being financed and built and everything, they are coming with roughly. And obviously, we can't guarantee this, but currently, roughly forty to sixty grand in equity, depending on location and the appraiser that you're able to get on it. So just know that, you know, that is one of the benefits beside cash flow that something like this offers. So you can find all of this at renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Go to the inventory page or click on the new builds. It will be the first thing you see up there. 
anything that says Point Sienna, that's the that's the build you want. We will help you get that property taken care of. Just sign up for a call with the strategist. If you already have a strategist, reach out to them by phone or email, and we'll help you out however we can. That's at renttoretirement.com. Brock, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. If y'all have any questions, email them to podcast at rent to retirement. Don't forget to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you utilize. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.